If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier, y'all gonna talk about it. No, Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. Yo, 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 what's good, y'all? Welcome back to The Greatest Show on Earth. I am your host, Xavier Miller, and this is the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. And before we get started, I would like to advise all the listeners, all the watchers, to please like, subscribe, hit that five-star rating, review, do all those things. We're trying to run the numbers up, and this is about to be a crazy, crazy episode. So if y'all tapped in right now, y'all better hit that link, y'all better share, because it's about to be so much game, so much value on this episode. And get right into it, I got my guy, man. Y'all know who he is. If y'all ain't been paying attention, I don't know what the hell you've been doing. This is my guy, MG, the mortgage guy. What's good, brother? What's good, bro? You know, I'm glad to have you here, man. I'm glad to have you here. <laughs> let's we, do it, we, let's do to, it, man. We're about to get it in, but, but, but before, before we start... I'm I'm a type of person I like to give people their flowers and their respect in person. I, I I could say it when you're not here, but I like to say it face face to face. Floor is yours. <laughs> <laughs> As the listeners and watchers, you know, y'all tapped into me in that mindset podcast. As y'all may have seen, we was at Invest Fest. We did a live podcast. And what many people don't know is my guy MG, he the one that set the play up for us to come on the platform and he blessed us with the opportunity. And I just want to say face to face, man to man. Thank you for that. That's something that we don't take for granted. We really, truly, truly appreciate that, man. So you're doing, thank you you're doing, you're doing your work. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes work has to be rewarded, mm. you know, and I think, um, you know, I've been watching the clips. You've been going crazy. Thank you, bro. The pod is growing. Thank you, bro. Um, you've had some great conversations. Um, so it was an honor to have you at InvestFest and uh, do a live podcast. And shout out to Welby, too. Welby shout killed out to it. Welby, but, man. Yeah, at my best one now, seven. Make sure you get tapping with my guy. Tap in with Welby. He's going. Y'all y'all know. Y'all to pay attention to the platform. He's going yeah. super crazy. But getting right into the show, man. So for the people who may have been just stuck under a rock, just not paying attention to what's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Give the people some uh, uh, a brief background on who you are and what do you do. <laughs> who am I? Who am I? What do that I sounds do? Sounds crazy, right? Yeah, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, but my name is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. I am a mortgage banking executive, been in the mortgage business for 20 plus years now. Um, entrepreneur, real estate investor, investor just in general. Um, what else do I do? <laughs> I do a little bit of it. Father, you know what I'm saying? Like, and um, 
You know, podcast host. Yeah, you know, Rants and Gems is a number one real estate podcast in the black and brown community. Yes, sir. So shout out to all of y'all for y'all support. But I'm just overall, just I'm just a guy, man. I'm just out here just moving and shaking Work. and just trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents like mm. everybody. You know what I'm saying? Just um, So that's kind of like me in a nutshell, like okay. a bullet point of my bio. But... You know, hopefully you've seen me. And if you yeah. haven't seen me, welcome to my world. Welcome, welcome. Let's let's go back for a second. So what got you into, like, business, real estate, and entrepreneurship? How you get involved into all that? Whew, good question. Um, so I got into the mortgage business because I was broke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> real simple. That's That's I was broke. So my best friend, shout out to Phil, 20-plus uh, years ago, um, I got I, I used to work for TSA when T right after 9-11. Mm. And... And it's crazy that we're having this conversation now. That it's just happened. Yeah. Um, rest in peace to everybody. And um, I was working. I got laid off because of budget cuts. So my boy Phil, he hit me up one day. He's like, "Yo, you should get looking to get into the mortgage business." I'm like, "What's a mortgage?" I'm like, "He's like, yo, when people buy a house, they need a loan. It's called the mortgage. It's like, and they go to the bank and they see the loan officer." I'm like a loan officer. I'm not trying to be a cop. Like, what you talking about? A loan officer. Like, like, what are you talking about, bro? He's like, nah, bro, that's their title. He's like, that's what they do. They're a loan officer. They give out loans. They're the representative of the bank. And I'm like, oh. So my guy, um, Ant, shout out to Ant. He was in the business at the time. And my boy Phil was like, yo, little Ant is in the business and he's making six figures. So I'm like, word? Ant making six figures? Now, this is my you 2002, 2003, y'all. And I'm like, six figures. That's big. It's huge. Mm -hmm. And he's living in North Carolina. I'm he, like... He, he, he damn near a millionaire. Oh, no, he is a millionaire. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm like, 2002, 2003, six figures is a millionaire. Yeah, right? right? So I said, all right, bet. So I looked in the, in the Daily News. And those of you from New York know the Daily News. And at this time, this is before, like, Instagram, LinkedIn, all these different social media platforms that we have. I mean, we still using AOL Startup. You know what I'm saying? Dial up and all that other stuff. So I looked in the paper and I saw that the, I used to work a lot of customer service jobs, sales jobs. So I never looked down below those jobs. There was all these loan officer positions. I never paid attention to because I always assumed anybody who worked for a bank need a college degree. I'm a college dropout. So I started seeing all these jobs in Long Island. I'm like, oh, so I applied. And I got hired by three companies, so I chose what I thought was the best company for me at this time. They had a six-week training program. If you pass the training program, then you can go on to be a loan officer for the company. And I didn't know nothing about mortgages. So this was, like, my first job in the mortgage industry. And I think I was making, like, $8.50 an hour during the training. And it was, like, a 40-hour work week that I had to go in every day for six weeks. And I learned the laws, the rules, the regulations of the mortgage business and I just never looked back from there I just stayed in the game and um it was so it was by accident mm. that I got into this my best friend who's a pastor now uh shout out to 2819 mm -hmm. church he's my boy Phil he's the reason why got I'm him. in this game today because he's the one who brought it to my attention and I said what do I have to lose like might as well try and I tried and I got in the game and I just became good at it and just started making money right away. Right. Well, not right away, but like within two years, I made six figures. So really? it was like, that's yeah. quick. Yeah, because it was the wild cowboy days. You got to understand, if you had a pulse, you can get a loan. You know, we ain't talking about the rules and regulations that we have right Today, now. Right. This is like wild cowboy days. This is like, if you got a 560 credit score in a heartbeat, I can get you a loan. And probably with 100% financing. What? Too. 
Yo, this is crazy. We had <laughs> no hundred percent financing. 110% financing, because then we could do sellers concessions and sellers can pay your closing costs. So you could literally go buy a house with Nothing. terrible credit. And like you can honestly use you can use your credit and buy multiple houses at the same time because the technology that we have today is what we didn't have 20 years ago. So the banks wasn't cross-referencing to see if you was going with another bank to get another house all at the same time. Now we look at that stuff, but there was times we would do loans for people. They would buy two two houses at a time. Wow. I know. I wild know this. cowboy days. This is why the market crashed, bro, because it was it was loose. It was really no regulation. No regulation. And if there was, no one was really following it, bro. Like that shit was crazy. Nah, it was it was the wild, wild west. It's the really literally the wild cowboy days. I'm part of the reason why the market crashed. Like seriously, like this was like <laughs> He's not part of the reason. No, <laughs> I'm just being honest with you, bro. This is like I was a mortgage guy. He was giving a loan out. Yeah, if you had a pulse, I'm giving you a loan. If you come across my desk and you want to buy real estate or refinance, I'm getting you a loan. What? Period. We're gonna figure it out. That's crazy, because I was so young. I was 9, 10 then, so I ain't had no understanding of this stuff. It was just like... It was a different time, bro. It was a different time. It was a different time, man. It was... It, right now, we are over-regulated in a good way. Um, the market needed that, because people couldn't afford the houses. Like, there was, there was stated income loans, no income check, no docs, no ratio loans. You had stated, stated loans. You had negative amortization loans. You had all these different type of loan programs that required little documentation. And the prices and was very low, too. They were still, they were high because the market was appreciating crazy also at this time. It was? So for that time, they that were was high. high. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, lower compared to, to today. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But it was still... The market was just moving at a rapid pace. Nothing like how what we seen during the pandemic, 20, 30% appreciation yeah. a year. But you had times where certain homes in certain areas were going up 5, 10%, which in real estate, in the last, I think, 60 years, real estate appreciates, I think, appreciate an average of 35 to 4% over the last 60 years or something like that, right? Most markets only appreciate like 1% a year, 2% a year. So when you talk about 5 to 10%, that's that's, that's huge. Yeah. And then when you talk about the pandemic years, aka the pandemic, Bandit. 20, 30% in a year, that's unprecedented. Facts. Right? So, but coming into the game, it was just a different world, bro. It was a different time and it was it was no there was no regulation. There was no like, yeah. When I tell you some of the shit that we used to do, it was it was crazy, yo. It you was know, crazy. That's so like with that being said, let me ask you this because like you said, the band, the pandemic, aka the pandemic, everything just went high. But as of now, you know the stocks then cooled off. Mm -hmm. Car the car car market then cooled down, but real estate is still sky high. And I'm just having a hard time wrapping my brain on how, how, why is this going on? Supply and demand. It's very yeah. simple, right? There's not a, enough supply. And although demand has slowed down, there's still not too much supply for the demand that's out there. Mm -hmm. So when you have a supply and demand issue, prices are always going to rise during that because there's not enough of it. There's not enough. You got to think about it. America's short like 7 million homes. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, like there's a housing shortage nationwide. There's not enough homes for the amount of people that want to buy them. Oh, okay. So, so when, and then when you now couple that with 
the pandemic interest rates, 2%, 3%, 4% or lower, bro, why the hell would you sell if you don't really need to right now? I'm a seller going to a seven and a half percent. Right. So what am I selling my house for? Unless I have a need where first, if I can't afford it, right, then I got to sell it because I'm distressed or something like that. And I just can't afford this house. I got to get rid of it. Those people are going to sell people who need to relocate. They're going to sell sell. people who want to upgrade their homes. They're going to sell whatever they have and upgrade. Right. The interest rate is not going to bother them too much. But for the most part, if you're a homeowner and you really don't need to sell your house, why would you do it? Why would you do it when you can just tap and get a line of credit if you really want to tap into your equity and you could go take that line of credit to do what you want to do, upgrade your house, start your business, invest in other real estate projects. So we don't have enough inventory in the market. And then when you have builders are not building as fast as they were, like, what can you do? What can so, you do? Do you think it'll it'll drop? What's your the prediction? home prices? Yeah. No. You don't think it's going down? Absolutely not. What the fuck? Me personally, and this is just my opinion. Right, 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 right. This is just my opinion. That, I'm glad you said that because people would be like, Of course they you, are. You I, know, I already see the comments. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I already see the comments. Right. But I haven't been wrong yet. Okay. <laughs> I've been shit. predicting this shit for years now. Okay. And I've been saying the same thing, and I'm gonna say the same thing. Like I said a year ago, two years ago, one month ago. Unless there's more supply, then how is the market going to crash? See, people think, oh, because interest rates skyrocketed and went higher, that was automatic means is doom and gloom. No, these are normal interest rates. You see, those 2% and 3%, that's not normal. normal. (laughs) That's not normal. And that's why when I was happening, I was screaming to the top of my lungs, yo, you need to go buy something. You need to refinance. You need to do it now because these rates ain't going to be here for long. These are the lowest rates have ever been in history. I refinanced several properties. I purchased a property or two, right? Like, you got to take advantage. Thanks. You got to take advantage. Everybody needs to take advantage when the money is cheap. doesn't matter about the price. The money is so cheap, it offsets the price, right? But most people focus on the price is going up. It's too expensive. No, the money is cheap, so it offsets to me. But unless there's more supply that hits the market how can it crash there's not foreclosures like it used to be mm-hmm. see when the market crashed where people don't realize there was millions of foreclosures that was hitting the market every single year literally millions that's inventory that's supply so when you look at a seller's market versus a buyer market anything below six months of supply is considered a seller's market. Anything above six months of supply is considered oh, a buyer's market. 2008, 9, 10, you had upwards up to eight to 12 months of supply on the market. That's a buyer's market. Buyer's market. So now it's so much to choose from. You can go ahead and negotiate whatever the hell you want. Seller, I'll, I'll give you X, Y, and Z for this. And if you don't take it, oh, well. Because it's 100 houses out here I can go buy right now. And, and if sellers are desperate, like they were during the Great Recession, they're going to take whatever they can get. They're going to do short sales. They're going to go through all of this. We don't have that distressed inventory like we had in the Great uh, Recession. There's no one foreclosing like they used to. You know, there was only a couple hundred thousand foreclosures this year so that's far. That's it. 
So where's the inventory going to come? If the inventory is not going to come from sellers who currently live at home selling their houses, if it's not coming from there, if it's not coming from home builders building new homes, and if it's not coming from distressed property, where's the inventory going to come from? Out the fucking sky? Nope. So how's it going to crash? Damn. Think about it. No, no, you got me thinking. I, I, you just hit me with some shit that I didn't even know or thought about. You got to look at everything. See, people pay attention too much to the doom and gloom and the clickbait stuff versus just looking at pure economics and pure common sense. And numbers. And numbers, <laughs> right? If there's not enough supply, how can we feed the demand? Now, did the demand slow down because of interest rates? Yeah, affordability is through the roof. Some people people just can't afford 7%, 7.5% interest rates. But these rates, just like rates were artificially lowered to keep the market going during the pandemic, the same way it is now. Fed's been raising rates, things have been going high because they're trying to tame inflation. What do you think is going to happen when this election comes? When the Republicans went office again, because they're going to win office. You think so? 100%. The Democrats, look what's happening. Sleepy Joe keep falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, come on, bro. Like, let's pay attention. Let's, like, I'm a, I'm a registered independent, first of all, right? I used to be registered Democrat. Now I'm registered independent because I'm like, yo, these guys ain't showing nothing. Nothing. Like, what are they doing? So when you look at the world, no, they tired of the Democrats. People Facts. were begging for Trump to go back into Facts. office. I'm and seeing this firsthand. I'm seeing this firsthand. Real people too. that I know. I ain't even talking on internet shit. I'm talking, I'm talking about, about people, people that, that I, know I know that was gun ho against the Republicans <laughs> and Trump and everybody. Now they're like, yo, Facts. bring them back. Fuck it. Facts. Right? Because what at least we at least things were moving. Yep. Right? Yep. This is how people feel. So I personally feel like, and I've been saying this for two years, when the Republicans win in 2024, what do you think they're gonna do? They're going to we're gonna save America. We're going to make it great again. We're going to make it great again. We're going to spur the economy. The economy sucked because of the Democrats. Now what do you think they're going to do? Lower rates. Pump money back into the system. Get businesses doing business. Facts. And what's going to happen? Interest rates are going to drop. You know what happens when the interest rates drops? More buyers are going to be able More to buyers. afford. Then what's going to happen? The little bit of demand, I mean supply that's there with more buyers creates what? Appreciation. Appreciation. Because now it's cheaper. Homeowners are going to win. Damn, yo, you, you, you got me thinking about a lot of stuff. Right, but I want to say this first: you're not lying because I got some, bro. I got. Some, I was just having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I got some older um, family members, and I'm talking about women. And I said I've never in my life seen an older black woman switch political parties until recent. I'm seeing women. You know how black women we they hardcore Democrats to, from born to death. Yep. Ain't shit you can do to get them to switch. I'm seeing black women in my family switch parties, bro. Yeah. I'm talking about they 60s and they 70s. Because they tired of the shit. Because, and, and look, I don't want to get too political, but this is just, <laughs> my, this is just my opinion. <laughs> right. Right? People are tired of politicians blowing smoke, especially of the black vote. Yeah. Blowing smoke and not doing what they need to do for black pe- the black community. Black men, yeah. And especially when it's fucking up their pockets. <clears throat> Ain't nobody trying to have their pockets messed up right now. Nobody. Times are too hard. Mm-hmm. So... The last bit of um, what we saw in the market when Trump was here, it was a lot of money. Yep. People were getting money. Everybody. So people want that old thing back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they want that old feeling back. So it's like, I can't see, and I don't even see no contender in the Democratic Party that can win. So that's why, like, for me, you I don't think Kamala could do it? No. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no, because she hasn't been as vocal as you would think you would want her, you to, want be. her to be. But again, she's playing her role as the vice president. Specs, but right. I think she's been a very quiet vice president too. And now who knows if that's by design or not. I don't freaking know. I'm not that smart to figure that part out, right? And I'm not even going to get into the yeah, conspiracy right. theories right, and right, all that right, shit, right. right? All I'm saying is I'm just looking at real life and from people that I'm speaking to, I know a lot of people that's voting Republican coming up this oh, election. I know a whole lot. Of, it's and, crazy, bro. And, and it's people that would die hard Democrats. Democrats. So, and I just know how the Republicans do. They want the economy to go. They are about being capitalists. Capitalists, yep. So, how you be a capitalist without business? You need business to be a capitalist. So, what they're going to do? Make the businesses do business again by pumping money into the businesses, lowering rates, making things right. And what's going to happen? Interest rates are going to drop. So when those rates drop, you got to think about all the people who are on the sidelines that can't afford a house with a with a rate between six and seven and a half percent. What happens when it goes below six percent now? All those people now re-enter the market. Yep. Immediately. Immediately. Mm -hmm. Thank God. <laughs> come to Daddy, please. I need you. Right? And now you're gonna come and you're gonna hit up guys like me yep. and say, "Yo, Matt, I want to buy a house. No. I need a loan. We can service you." Boom. And now what's gonna happen to home prices? Bidding wars. Mm. It's gonna happen. It's only a matter of time. Dang, you, yo. So, what? Would, let me ask you this then. So, what would you do? Like, like, for example, somebody like me, I've been thinking about buying a primary residence for like three years now. But it's just like, it just it, not three years, I'll say about two. But it just haven't been making sense. And I was even thinking about it recently. I live, I currently live in a high rise or whatever. I'm like, I think I'm just going to get a house. I just had a daughter. And I'm like, this shit just don't make sense. So what, and, and, and my position, or even somebody else that's listening or watching, and they thinking about buying a home, what would you do? Would you go after it now, or would you wait 12, 18 months? I'm not waiting for nothing. You're not waiting? No, nah, because the only thing guaranteed in life is death and taxes. So why am I waiting for something of the unknown? I'm, I'm talking my opinion right now. That don't mean it's going to happen. Absolutely, you're right. I'm telling you what I think. think. Doesn't mean rates are going to go low in mm -hmm. two years. So why would you wait based off of my opinion? No. Home prices go up. Historically, historically, that's a fact, mm -hmm. right? But it doesn't mean it can't come down because we've seen the time in history when they've decreased and there was negative equity, right? You have to do what's best okay. for you and your family, period, point blank. You can't listen to me. You can't listen to no other real estate person. You can't listen to nobody but you, your woman, mm -hmm. and your needs, yep. right? If you're living in a high-rise condo and you just had a baby, is it comfortable with three of y'all in this house now? Do you have enough space? Can you afford to buy in this type of market? Do you have reserves? Mm -hmm. Does it make financially sense for you to make a purchase? And if it does, and it makes both sense and sense, then go yeah, ahead go and do ahead. it. And if it doesn't, stay in your high-rise condo, stack a little bit more, continue to run your plays and run businesses, and do what you got to do until the time is right. Home ownership. First of all, in the black community is a priority to me. We cannot afford not to make it a priority because there have been, we all know about redlining, all the discrimination, and, and everything, this racial wealth gap that persists in real estate, mainly, 
right? You gotta think about it. There was laws. 60 years ago, they was marching on Washington, bro. Facts. For us to do mm. what we need to do today. Yep. 60 years ago. Think about how many 60-year-olds we know. 65-year-old people that we so know. Crazy. They were alive when this was happening. So that wasn't long ago. Facts. Right? People fought for our right to be able to, for us to do what we're doing right now. Absolutely. So why are we not taking advantage of this? Because our ancestors and the people before us would love to have this right to do what we're doing out of free will right now. So again, I think black people in general need to own real estate, period, point blank. I don't care if it's a multifamily, a single family, a condo, investment property. I don't give a damn what it is. Just go ahead and buy something. Buy mm -hmm. smart, buy right, make sure you can afford whatever you buy, make sure you have reserves because shit happens, Absolutely. right? But we need to close this wealth gap. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways we do that is by having ownership in property. Period. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, if you look at what's happening from an institutional investor standpoint, institutional investors are buying up single families at scale. That's crazy. They're buying at scale. Why? Because they want to keep middle class middle class. In. And who's going to fall victim to that? Mostly black people. Mostly black people. So in five years, don't complain when you can't find a house because all the corporations own them. Mm -hmm. Well, shit, you had an opportunity. Just like they have an opportunity. They're not doing nothing illegal. Yes, it might not be morally right to some people, but this is America, bro. Society. Thank God. No facts. Thank God. Thank because God. we wouldn't be here. We, we wouldn't, wouldn't be entrepreneurs. We wouldn't. Most of us watching this wouldn't be entrepreneurs without this capitalist society. So we have to be compassionate capitalists, mm. right? Mm, but, that's a bar. But ultimately, <clears throat> we cannot make any excuses for our wealth decreasing if we're not taking action today why not own why rent if you can afford to own why rent that'd be my question to everybody why is it easier for you is it less maintenance are you mentally prepared are you mature enough for home ownership and if you're not mature enough great stay where you are because you don't want to get the house and foreclose and lose it right but if you are mentally ready, you're mature, you're disciplined, you pay your bills on time, mm -hmm. you have reserves, you have a good job or a good business, and you can really do it, then hell yeah, you should go out here and buy. Mm. Hell yeah. You give it, man, you giving me a, a, a whole lot of new perspective because I know something that I've been thinking about because like, I know maintenance was one of the big things. I'm like, man, I ain't got to worry about no maintenance. I come and go as I please. I got mobility. I can leave whenever I want to leave. Now it was a constant debate I was having myself. I'm like, is the is the potential of equity, the pro of potential equity, bigger than the con of just all this freedom I have? And you know what I mean? I'm like, that's that's something I constantly been having the conversation with myself about. What freedom do you really have? As far as like, I can just get up and leave whenever I want. Okay, you can't get up and leave when you have a house. You can, but you gotta you gotta go through the selling part. Or you rent it out. Or you can rent it out. True, we got options. You got different options. Yeah, today. but if I gotta go through a selling part, it's a yellow brick road. At the end of the yellow and brick road, there's gold. a pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you gotta look at it, right? You're Is right. that really bad that I gotta sell my house? No, it's not. If I gotta move to fucking Atlanta from Dallas tomorrow, and I own something, and I have equity in the house, and I have to sell, is it really that bad? No. I'm gonna make 20, 30, 40, 50,000 profit that I can now take to my other city and run my next play. Whereas if I'm renting something, 
hey, maybe I got to break my lease early and pay Damn. pay a penalty and this, that, and the third. But I have to pay if my lease ain't open. I got to pay to break my lease. So what would you rather do? Make money or pay somebody? Or pay somebody. Because you're breaching your contract. You're right. Like, it's... But different strokes for different mm-hmm. folks. Whatever you decide to do is what you do. I, now that we're having this conversation, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about, like, I'm, I just realized something. So my parents in the recession of 06, 07, what was it, like 07, 08? 07, 08, nah. They lost their house, mm-hmm. our primary residence. So I think I have, like, a trauma bond with, like, purchasing a house that I live Because I buy investment properties. But when it comes to my house, I'm like, Cause I got the money to do it. I could easily do it. I got the reserves and all that to do mm-hmm. it. But it's like, I think I got like a bad mental block with doing it. Cause seeing what my parents went through. I can understand that. Yeah. But you gotta understand, bro. You're an owner, though. You just live where you rent. Where you rent. And you own real estate. Right. You're not part of the problem, my brother. <laughs> You're part of the solution. And I'm okay with that scenario 100%. And this is what I tell people, especially folks who live in high-cost areas, New York, D.C., L.A., you might not can afford to buy the million-dollar million dollar home. home in these markets. That's like average price. You don't have 100, 150000 to put up. But maybe you have 50, 60. Well, rent in New York and go to Connecticut, go to Delaware, go to Philly, and buy some investment properties to create Facts. some cash flow, right? Just because you're renting doesn't mean you can't own something. That's what I did. I started in Cali. But this is what I'm saying. So you're part of the 42, 43% of people who are black America who owns. You got to understand 58% of our community are renters. Damn. Really? Yes. 58%? That's crazy. That's a crazy number when you really think about it. So we are in a position right now to close that wealth gap in a crazy way if every one of us take accountability for our own actions. And again, not everybody's, first of all, let me say, not everyone's meant to be a homeowner. Not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. Thanks. Right? You have to be mentally prepared for this. You have to be mature. It's a lot of responsibilities with owning real estate, a lot. And it's not easy. I know the internet makes it seem easy to y'all, but it's not easy, y'all. So if you're not mentally ready for that type of warfare, don't do it. Stay a tenant. Rent. It ain't nothing wrong with that because there's only a few things you can do. You can either rent, own, live with somebody, or be homeless. (laughs) Pick your poison. You only got four (laughs) options. Pick your poison. I'd rather take the rent or the mm-hmm. own situation any day of the week than living with somebody or being homeless any day of the week. But if I had to choose between the two, I'm going to own. Go like right now, I'm building a house, so I have to rent an apartment. I live in a two-bedroom right now while I'm building my house. There's nothing wrong There's with nothing it. Renting serves a need and a purpose. And I don't. I hate when I hear people shame people for renting. There ain't nothing wrong. Yeah, oh, you're throwing money away. You're doing this. Yeah. Like, Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> like, who cares? What, you want to be homeless? <laughs> like, Facts. bro, relax. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong People be with going it. in about this Nah, shit. but because it's, it's, they're misguided to me. Mm. And it's like, yo, bro, what, you want them to live under a bridge? Where they supposed to go? Like, you got to rent. You got to. There's a need for people to be tenants. 
And as a yeah, landlord, absolutely. I appreciate tenants. Exactly. I love tenants. Exactly. I would never shame somebody for renting. At all. But again, if you're in that position, like I named earlier, to own, I a hundred percent, bro. Hundred mm. percent. You, um, I'm thinking about something you said. You said fifty-eight percent of uh, people in the community, in the black community, rent. But we know the statistics are like the average black person make like forty-five thousand, something like something that. Like that. Something yeah. like that. So it's like. I'm, it, it's making me think of the question: How does, if the fifty-eight percent of us are written, most of us making about forty, forty, fifty thousand a year? How do we get to bridge this wealth gap and actually get ownership of homes when the income is so low? Collaboration. Damn. Collaboration. You, but you know what most people are gonna say, right? I don't want to live with them. I don't want to live I, with I them. Don't I, don't, do well, I don't trust this person. Yeah, but we got to look at different cultures, right? If you look at the Hispanic community, like especially being in New York, like I know so many of my Hispanic brothers and sisters, they'll like, yo, a whole family will live in a crib. Facts. Like, they have no ego about it. And it gives everybody the opportunity to stack up. Then they go buy another house and then repeat the process, right? Us, we have so much ego sometimes. It's like, we don't want to do that. So sometimes, like, yo, if you're making forty-five, fifty, what about your brother, your sister? What are they making? Why not collaborate them? What about your cousin? What about your best friend? Right? Collaborate. That's one way. Um, two, stop focusing on one stream of income. Get another stream. And now that's easier said than done. Let's call a spade a spade. Not everybody's going to be able to sit out here and run plays and be an entrepreneur and do stuff like that. But I think with technology... You got Uber Eats. You got all these different things Facts. that you can do. Facts. Like, I know Uber people who be delivering on bikes, yo. It's like, so it really is how bad do you really want it? Mm. Two at the same time. That's um, what it really comes down to. It's how bad do you really want it? <laughs> what sacrifices are you really going to make? Mm. Now, I don't know too many people that make under 50000 Me neither. You know what I'm saying? And I just can't only speak to those folks. And I'm not disregarding these stats facts, that facts, you just facts, threw out there. And anybody who's in that level. But, you know, a lot of people that I know, if they're not making six figures, they're probably in between that sixty-five, seventy thousand 70000 to $100,000 range. Mm -hmm. And then when you're in that range, you can definitely afford to buy, just depending on where you live. You can definitely afford to buy. It's just going to take more sacrifice, right? You're probably going to have them have little to no debt um you can't have big car notes you can't no. have a lot of credit card bills because all of that stuff will deplete your funds so i think uh sacrifice is also another thing that we have to do as a culture um and, and believe in um delayed gratification versus instant gratification oftentimes we want things like right now we want it today right we want it we want to be fly right now yep like we don't want to be flying 10 years we don't want to have this in 10 years. We need it right now, right? But we got to delay that gratification. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I don't want oatmeal because it's done in 60 seconds. I'd rather go to Steakhouse and get a nice meal. It's going to take a little while longer than that oatmeal. The quality, but the quality and everything is going to be much better than me just popping something in the microwave real quick for 60 seconds. I don't right. want that. I'd rather cook a meal. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that delayed gratification. It's going to taste much better. Although I'm hungry now that meal gonna taste a lot better than whatever I'm gonna put in that microwave. So like that sacrifice to me, I think what I see personally, cause again, guys, I do loans. Like I see people's financials. I'm looking at this, I'm having conversations with people on a daily basis. 
I see that a lot of people are not willing to sacrifice for the future. Absolutely. They want it today. Yeah. And that's something that's like an American culture kind of thing. Because I remember when I was in the military overseas in Qatar, I used to work with these guys. And um, he, they was telling me how he had like three, four siblings. They got kids and they all lived in one house. He was like, we paid one mortgage. We got, he said we got like a couple cars, pay some car notes. Mm -hmm. But he was like, we saving a lot of money. And I'm like... That's so foreign here. Like me and my brother was even having a conversation. We like, man, we should just get this big ass house, one mortgage, we just pay for it. The kids good, the girls good, everything good. If you can co-live mm -hmm. co with everybody, then why not? Why not? It's yo? a foreign concept, too. It, yo, co-living is like the, the new wave that I'm starting to see. And you have to, if you can't afford it, then why not? It's an option. You both own it. You set parameters. Mm -hmm. It's like, why not? Like, me personally, would I do it if I had to? Absolutely. Yeah. If I didn't have to, then hell no. Hell no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> then hell no. Fact. But if, I, if I'm if i like, yo, me and my man, X, we good. Yo, everything, we, yo, we this could be roommates. Like, yeah. fuck it. Like, yo, let's just go buy this and let's make sure our paperwork and all our documentation is where documentation. it needs to be. Let's make sure the exit strategies are laid out from the very beginning. Like, everything is about paperwork. And making sure, because if something falls out, yo, we don't have to go off our emotions. The paperwork, the paperwork. is already paperwork. This is what it is. And yeah, there's nightmares and things that can happen that can turn to the left. But off that paperwork, right, nothing else matters, you know? And, and you make it happen from there. So I just think, yo, it's, it's, it's something that we should really start considering if you can't afford if to do something afford. on your own. Mm, absolutely. Collaboration, bro. Collaboration over That's all it is. That's all it is. Simple, that's a that's a simple solution when you think about it. I want to um, make a quick pivot right real quick. I love and I love this real estate conversation, but I want to go into social media for a second. Let's go. Let's do it. So, we know everybody wants the brand. Everybody, you know, want to want to be want to be lit on the gram. And you doing your you doing your you doing your shit, man. You going you going crazy on the gram, and you you built something that's that's um it's gonna be here after even after you gone. It's gonna be your grandkids gonna be able to go look to see Thank what you. grandpa was talking about, what he was doing. They're gonna be Thank able you. to see that firsthand. So talk about not only the importance of having that 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 digital blueprint, but how to build something where you can be in yourself where it's like you gain traction because everybody wants that in 2023. Building something being yourself to gain traction. Because mm -hmm. uh, I, I I said that part because I think most people when they get into this they try to be somebody else. Yeah. They see like, I see what's working for MG, I'm going to do that. Yeah. But no, it worked for MG because that's MG. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> building something, <laughs> being yourself and gaining traction. I would say, yo, so for me, I never wanted to do this. Damn. I never came, I didn't come into this saying I wanted to be an influencer. It just happened, huh? Yeah, organically. <laughs> like, seriously, I didn't want to be a public speaker. I don't really, I'm now a public speaker, but I still, in the back of my head, I'm not a public speaker. Um, so for me, it was all organic. It was, I wanted to learn social media because I wanted to create leads for my mortgage shit. That was my whole thing, is I was a salesperson. I wanted to sell loans, so I needed leads. And when I stopped being a salesperson and I started just educating, that's when my life changed. And that organically brought people Bro, to you. my page. Without me even selling nothing, it was more so just let me educate you. So 
what I try to tell people when it comes, especially real estate professionals, when you are licensed real estate professionals, loan officers, realtors, even financial services, if you are a transactional professional, educate on whatever your subject market expertise is. Educate at the highest level. Don't worry about the competition. I mean, there were times when I first started doing this, bro, people were like, yo, why are you talking about all of this? You're giving away all the secrets. Mm -hmm. And what if your competition uses what you're doing? So what? Who cares? Like, if I give you the recipe for my macaroni and cheese, doesn't mean yours is going to taste as good as mine. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Mine's going to still be bussing. And if yours is bussing too, it doesn't take nothing away from mine's. Mm -hmm. Right? So, like, for me, if you lead with education and you lead without the fear of competition, then everything will happen just organically for you. And that's just what happened to me. I just led with education. And organically, things just started moving for me. And then as they started moving, I adapt and I adjust very quickly. If something's not working, I move away from it. And I adapt. I listen to what my audience is saying. And I think oftentimes we want to get on these platforms and do what we want to do. And our audience ain't, don't care about that. It's not working. So why continue to do something that they're not tapping into? Mm. Do what they want. They're telling you what they want. They literally tell And you. the way these platforms are designed with all this analytics, like the data's right in front of you. <laughs> Just focus on what the data's telling you to focus on it, and the algorithms will algorithm for you in your favor, and your brand will organically grow. But another thing what I would tell you is, if you want to grow something, or and you want it to be organic, stop looking at the, sto the, the scoreboard. Mm. Stop looking at the likes. Stop looking at the comments. Stop looking at the views. Stop looking at all these different things. Just put out the content. Like, don't get discouraged. Like, the best advice I can give anybody, you have to be as consistent as possible. It's very easy to start on social media and then fall off. Fall off. It's it, and then start again, then fall off again, then start again. Oh, I'm so busy. My life is so busy. No, you're not that busy. <laughs> like, you're not, right. that, you're not that fucking busy. Like, give me a break. No one's that busy for social media, especially when you have this in your hand every Everywhere single day. Everywhere you go. Like when I came to the studio, what I say? I said, yo, this is good studios. What I did? I pick up my Putting phone, phone. And, I, and I made videos. Yep. Right? Yep. Like I could have easily just made, that could have been a post. Facts. Right there Literally, and there. Yeah. But I'm not going to promote their business. But that that's how easy content is. You don't have to overthink this shit. Just, yo, put your shit out there. Whatever's on your mind, you can literally pick up your phone and say what's on your mind literally. and drop a gem and put it out there or educate somebody on the product and put it out there. I don't have to overthink nothing I'm doing. I can be as consistent as I want or I don't want. So if you're looking to grow, yo, focus on your consistency. Stop worrying about do I have a videographer and Facts. all this other stuff. Like, you don't need none of that shit. You really don't. No. Those videos don't even do well no more. They don't. They don't even do it's well. It's the organic shit. It's straight, it's off the, straight off the phone. It's straight off your phone. <laughs> the Those are the videos that will get the, the, the biggest pushes and you'll see like, damn, this thing is moving. Like Facts. even when we film a podcast and you clip them up, those don't even do what they need to do unless it's some real ish. Some and it's getting really pushed like that. But like, yo, I'm telling y'all, bro, stop thinking over this shit. Just do it, y'all. And, and for me, what I have done for my own personal brand, it's just I don't, I, I'm not overthinking this no more, bro. Like, 
I'm out. I'm doing it. And I don't care what it is. Like, if I'm talking some educational stuff, I'm putting it out there. If I just want to be on some, you know, I put out the other day, I'm heavy in prayer right now, right? And I was singing some Marvin Sapp. I just picked up the phone and started recording from the TV. And I just, like, the Marvin Sapp song. And that just became a post for me, right? But you know how many people resonated with the fact that I even put out me talking on some gospel? Like, that wasn't, had nothing to do with business. But that drew me in closer to the audience because they're like, yo, we love the fact that you love God. I th I'm thankful for everything. Sometimes you just got to tell God, thank you. Facts. And I got to put it out there on my page to let my page know, make sure you're thankful because everything we have in our life, we prayed for it. Everywhere we are in life right now, in every situation, is something we prayed for at one point in time. So we have to deal with it. We can't complain about it. We just got to be thankful that, yo, God is answering our prayers. It may not be the answers that we want, but it's something that you prayed for. So every time I think I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed or anything, I just sit back like, yo, thank you, God. And I posted that. And that post, my, crazy, DM, my, my DMs was like, yo, thank you for posting that. I love that song. I'm I'm going I'm playing that song. Like people hear me today, like y'all been playing that song for two days, Matt. Thank you. This thing gives you the opportunity to change people's lives indirectly, and you don't even realize you're changing people's lives. At all. A simple gospel post, bro. So like I don't overthink this stuff no more, man. Like I'm just like I'm just being myself and I'm allowing my audience to know who I am. Like I said, the part of your question was being yourself. Being yourself. I'm being me. This is really who I am. Like I'm ratchet and righteous in the same sentence. Like, <laughs> like I may be talking about I'm, I'm outside tonight. We're going to pop some bottles. And the next day you might see me like, yo, I'm going to church. I'm going to church. Praise <laughs> you God. know what I'm Thank saying? God. Thank God for the bottles. Because I pray for all this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what I'm trying to tell you. So what I'm, when I'm, and I'm a licensed professional. Like, I'm not sitting out here, but I'm not trying to sit out here and be stiff and not be myself like I gotta carry myself a certain way or I gotta wear suits or I gotta do this nah I'm being me bro and if you like it you like it and if you don't you can unfollow me it, it's not going yeah, so. to stop my day it's not going to stop my money and it's not going to stop my family for loving me that's a motherfucking bar right there that's a fact though that's a bar and a fact why do we care about these people's opinions why why yeah I it was a time that I would be in my comments tight, pissed off, ready to flip on people. Like, you motherfuckers. Now I'm like, man, let me just block this fool. He don't even deserve to see me no more. She's an idiot. She's an idiot. He don't even block. <laughs> I'm not even arguing with you fools no more. Mm. Because why? Why am I giving you that much control? Because you Twitter fingers? Why am I getting all so upset over this? Nah, mm -hmm. chill, bro. I'm not getting upset over this. So, I'm good. Damn. Straight block. It's an easy fix. Oh, it's great. Block. <laughs> get, get your ass on. Two to three touches of, a, of my phone, and you are gone forever out of my life. And I would never see you again, and I wouldn't... You'd never I, see him anyway. It doesn't matter. You're right. Right? So, like, we worry about other people's opinions so much on what we're doing, and that's what stops a lot of people from growing their brands on social media, because they're worried about other people's opinions. You're worried about how people are gonna say you look, or how you sound, or are you fat or not? Look, man, I'm fat, bro. Look, sis, 
Bro, I'm fat too. It's all good. Embrace your fatness. <laughs> right? You got a triple chin. So do I. Right? Just make sure the cameraman had a view a little way. And you'll be all right. I'll put the phone a certain way. And you'll be all right. Who cares? Because at the end of the day, if you got intellectual property, put the intellectual property out there. Because you don't know whose lives you're going to impact by just saying something for 60 seconds, 90 seconds, 3 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it is. Say it. Who cares? Who cares if your hair is done or if you got a haircut or if you got a suit on? Put your shit put your out shit there. Out. Put it out there. Put it out there, man. And put it out there at scale. Because ultimately, no one cares how you look. They don't. They just want the information. They just want the information or the entertainment. Or the entertainment. <laughs> right. Like, we got some dope-ass people in our community that are not doing anything on their socials. And it's like, yo, you got Facts. so much knowledge. Why are you not putting this out there? Facts, bro. And it's because of one excuse or another excuse. And it's just like, I look at you just selfish. Damn. You got to think about it, right? When I came in this game, the OGs that looked like me did not want to help me. They did not want to teach me. They just wanted to make money off of me. They did not want to give me the proper education and guidance to forewarn me of this crash because I didn't know this wasn't normal of how we was lending money and stuff like that. I thought this is just how the mortgage business was. I was new. I was young and dumb and hungry. So if I would have had proper guidance by proper OGs, I probably could have saved myself so much heartache and pain and depression. Probably wouldn't have lost all my shit. But I'm thankful for it. Because that mess became my message today. And without that mess that I created for myself, because just not knowing and not having common sense and not being financially disciplined, it created who I am today. It created the man I am today. If I didn't go through that depression and try to kill myself twice, Word. I wouldn't be having these conversations with you right now. How old were you? I was, this was 08, 09, bro. When the market crashed, I lost everything. 07, my father died. Then my son was born. Literally, my father died in June. My son was born in December. Market started crashing. I didn't even realize the market was crashing. I was in my depression because my father died. Then 08 comes around. The market's fully crashing. I'm crashing with the market. I got houses. I got overhead. I got employees. I got two young kids. I'm losing everything, bro. My self-worth was tapped to materialistic items. So when you start losing these material, materialistic items, especially you coming from the hood and you grow up broke and you start really getting something, my self-worth was based off of that stuff, bro. So when I started losing everything, I lost myself. I lost me. So I wanted to end me because I felt like I was worthless. Thank God it didn't work. I failed. Thank God I failed. <laughs> Because now I'm here to be able to tell these things and these, and these, and these stories and, and have this message. That mess became my message today. That's why I say, when you ask me, should I buy a house? Look, can you afford it? Are you mentally ready? Don't be house rich and cash poor. I always say eligibility and affordability is two different things. I'm talking about my life. I lived that life of being house rich and cash poor, of being not financially disciplined, like of not being mentally strong. Not being mature, not being disciplined. I lived that life, bro. So when I lost everything, it was the worst thing that happened to me in that time. But looking back, it was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. The absolute best thing. And I thank God for that time. Damn. Because I would not be here right now if it wasn't for that. Yo, that's old man. Salute for, 
for, for sharing that and making it through that. And you don't, first I want to say, you don't look like what you've been through. I would have never guessed nah, that. I don't even look 45. You People don't. are like, yo, you 45? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm 45. Black don't crack. Number one. And number two, I ain't stressed. Why am I going to let these problems stress me? For what? For what? Yeah. For what? Why? You know how much stress I went through during those years? Now, you got to understand, y'all. This We talking 07, 08. Instagram wasn't even born yet. Nope. Facebook just came just out as for colleges, yeah. right? YouTube wasn't YouTubing like that. Nope. So what do we have to watch? The news. And what does the news do? Doom and gloom. So you got to understand, I'm losing everything and I'm watching news every day talking about it's doom and gloom. Every single day. You're I already going like, through what you're going through. So mentally, I'm already battling myself and I'm losing. And then the news is pouring in and confirming my thoughts in my head already. The toughest battle that we have every day is right here. Facts. That is the toughest and hardest battle that every human being in this world goes through every single day is right here in your mind. And if you get confirmation from the outside world that's confirming these negative thoughts in your head, what do you think you're going to do? If you're not you're strong enough, you're going to go crazy. You're going to lose it. That's why people lose their fucking mind. Because they're not strong enough here to, 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 to fight that off. So you got to think about 13, 14, 15 years ago, 07, 08, 09, when there's none of this that we're doing now, there's no podcasting and all this other stuff. Hell no. Like, I didn't have no mentors back then. There was nobody that looked like me that was willing to to mentor, coach me. Yo, this is what you got to do. Da, 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 da. This is why I'm vocal to the point where I'm vocal because I'm an OG now. So my Facts. content is me mentoring y'all. Facts. It's very simple to me. I have a responsibility now. And, it, and I use it through my content to be everybody's mentor who wants to do real estate and if you want the financing aspect which is the most important aspect of this to me i there has to be someone who can show you this because they didn't teach us this they don't learn how to buy a house in school at all what are you gonna depend on the loan officer at the bank they're not your friend they don't care for you Hell, you shouldn't even care for me. I'm not your friend either <laughs> i'm trying to close deals right but i'm gonna give you the, the information whether you use me or not, it's real information and it's universal throughout America that you can go to any bank in the world and use anything that I speak about, any of my books, any of my courses, whatever it is that you take, you can take and you can go buy a house, your first house, your second house, your investment properties. You can buy commercial buildings with my information and know what the hell you're talking about if you utilize it the right way. And that's why I thank God for 08, 09 and those years because if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have the mindset that I have right now to be willing to share what I know because most people who get successful, especially in the black community, they don't want to share. Facts. They don't want to share shit. They don't. Now it's becoming cool to share. Yep. But you got to think 10 years ago, 12 years ago, no one wants to share nothing, bro. Everybody wants to keep it to themselves. Shit, some OGs, I still don't want to keep stuff to their stuff right now. But that's, that's kind of whack. It's very whack. This is definitely whack. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I thank God for that because it's made me the man I am today. And I'm able to freely give information with, like, no, like, yo, I'm going to hold this back for myself. Nah, who cares? Like, I'll put it out for free. Oh, I got the paywall. I put out as much as I can for free. And if you want to come behind the paywall to come learn more and get a higher learning, so to speak, then come behind the paywall. Damn. And let's make it happen. Yo, that, man, bro, that was deep, bro. And I, like something that you touched on, you said how 
that it, it kind of stuck with me pretty much is like, don't let the things that you have define you. Because I think there's so many people out here, especially in this social media era we in, it's like, you get the luxury car, you get the designer clothes, and it's like, you you get it confused, like this is who you are. So if you was ever to you if you was to ever to fall off, you lost and confused. Now you stuck because that you 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 made that your identity. Hundred percent. I've never seen so many black people with Rolls Royces in my life. Never. <laughs> never seen so many black people with Rolls Royces in my life, and I know eighty percent of y'all can't afford these. You know that's cardinals. the truth. You, I know for a fact because when I be pricing these cars, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like talk for real? For Seven thousand a month? Fuck out of here! That's a mansion. <laughs> what am I paying this for? But um, yeah, that materialistic things will get you caught up, and they will have you thinking you're bigger than what you are or richer than what you think than you really are because people see like you got this or you got that and it's like oh yo you getting you're killing it da, 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 da. and deep down inside these people are not killing it no they, facts they, they hurting they hurting they hurting a lot of people are living outside of their means right now and i went through that process I know how it feels to lose everything. I know how it feels to wake up fucked up. <laughs> Pockets broke as hell. <laughs> feel like you gotta go sell some rocks and some shit, right? <laughs> like, I know how that feels. Like, you got all of this and then you don't have it no more. And it's like, oh shit. And a lot of people coming up, they haven't experienced that yet. They haven't lost everything. They haven't, they don't know what it is. So, I mean, I, I, I hope that people are really doing what they, show that they're doing they've really running it up the way they say they run it up because it's gonna be some mm. tough some some tougher times ahead of ahead of us um yep. and everybody's gonna go through it like i was just talking about this today like yo in business there's always gonna be cycles and real estate there's always gonna be cycles one year you might be up yo your business might be cranking the next year you might be 60 percent down that's but your expenses are still up, but your revenue is down. How are you going to adjust? Can you still live your lifestyle and still run your businesses? And it's all on how much capital that you have in reserves and everything. Are you making wise decisions with your money? And you got to understand, you might be two years down. And if you ain't properly prepared, yo, that could bankrupt you. Literally. Like, that can bankrupt you. So you got to just be very mindful of not getting caught up in this. And this, yeah, I ain't going to hold you. This digital money and everything in this world is crazy. It's different. It's like your illegal drug dealer. No facts. Like, this money comes, like, it's hand so over quick. fist. It's so fast, so it's easy to go out here and blow money on shit. I'm not perfect. I've definitely blown my shit, oh, my too. fair share of dollars. Me too. <laughs> like, <laughs> me too. I've yeah. definitely blown my fair share of dollars, but then you got to kind of, Catch yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, nah, man. bro, chill. What are you doing? Fact, I'm wilding right now. Like, I am bugging. <laughs> Let me chill out, right? Facts. I don't need to eat out this month. Nope. Let me make some meals at home. Yep. Let me get to some oodles and noodles <laughs> or something. Because, <laughs> like, even up. though I can go out eat and do the... Nah, nah let, me, let me stop wilding. Because this adds up every month. And you look at these expenses like, be damn. Like, I yeah. Mean, what? It's like, even like with the whole business card play and everything everybody's doing like yo you gotta pay that back you gotta pay that back you better really be starting. you gotta pay that back you get credit cards yo they want their money this ain't free money this is not free money these people want their money so you gotta be mindful of all of this stuff when you out here doing whatever it is that you're doing whether you buy that's why i tell people yo you don't need to own eighteen thousand homes 
Like, why do you want that headache and stress? Like, buy what you can afford Bro, because what if these tenants don't pay you? Then you're screwed. And you can't afford all of these mortgages. You're screwed. Literally. Like, literally screwed. So, this is one of the messages I'm going preach, yo. Make sure you, whatever you purchase, you can afford, you can to, afford pay. to pay. If you got cars, I don't care if they're in your business name or your personal, make sure you can afford those car notes. Because Toro and all the stuff ain't guaranteed. Nope. If you got homes, make sure you can afford those mortgages because Airbnb and rental money <laughs> ain't guaranteed. Laws change in Dallas. Laws changed in New York. Laws are changing all over America with a lot of these different yep. things because these big industries are sick of us and they're sick of our shit. Yep. They're tired of us taking money and they want their pennies back. Right? So they're going to they're gonna have these lobbyists do what they got to do to change these change laws. laws. So none of this stuff is guaranteed. So whatever you're purchasing, you better make sure you can, right. you can pay for it and you got reserves for each one of these things because right. if something falls off, you can be screwed. You're right, bro. You're right. Uh, Airbnb... None of this, but what they is guaranteed is that damn rent, that that mortgage, that car note, that's that's guaranteed. But my last thing before we wrap up, I want to say this: I'm uh, I recently became a father about seven months ago. Congratulations! You know what I'm bro. Thank you, bro. Thank you. And being the entrepreneurship, and, and balancing the, the the family life too, you mm -hmm. know, with wifey, the baby, and all that, it's a it's an adjustment. So give me some. I want to. You you got three kids or two? I got three. Three, right? So. Give me some game on balancing that entrepreneurial life as well as being a father. Whew, man. <laughs> Yo, I'll tell you this, right? And this is coming from, I'm single now. Okay. Right? Uh, me, me, and shout out to Tony. Me and my children, mother, we're not together. And we're great co-parents. Okay. And we have three beautiful children. So I would tell you, I would tell you and I'll tell anybody this. You got to make sure when you're doing all this, there's a lot of things that get sacrificed. Success equals sacrifice. Yep. And oftentimes, your family gets sacrificed mm -hmm. because you're out here, as, especially as a man, you're trying to provide. And when you get momentum, you're trying to strike while the iron is hot. Yep. So you're always ripping. You're always running. And it's easy to kind of say, yo, I'm busy. I ain't got time for this at home right now. I got to do this, you know? What I would say, especially as a new parent, you have to, you have to, you have to, because there's no balance. You have to prioritize. <laughs> you have to prioritize your family. You got to prioritize your child. You have to prioritize your woman. You have to prioritize them as a group and as an individual, right? You gotta prioritize your woman yeah. as her. You gotta keep her where she needs to be. And so that way, when you out here running your place, she ain't feeling the way. Now, these are the things where I went wrong. I'm like, and that's just me being honest. I didn't do it right, you know? And you know, it's a lot that goes into that. Right, I'm not right, gonna right, get right, too right, deep right, into right. it. But we're in a great place right now. We have a great relationship. My relationship with my kids is great. And always, but all these relationships can improve. So I would tell anybody who's out here, you got a family, you got a girlfriend, you got a wife, a fiance, whatever it is, the most important thing you can do is prioritize them and make them feel like when you're with them, they're the only one. And that's where my mistake was a lot of times. And I'm just keeping it so real. 
Like, like because it's hard, it's hard to turn that off. That, it's it's very yeah. difficult. I'm always in this. Yeah, it's hard to turn. I'm it always off. in this. My brain is always racing, and what I'm having to learn, and again, learning from my mistakes, is like, all right, as I go on this new path in life, you know, obviously, I do want to get married at some point. I do want to get into another long-term relationship, committed relationship. So I know, like, when that person is here for me, I have to prioritize her, right? My children. I have to prioritize them. And when I'm with them, I have to be with them. I have to be not just present. I have to be in their presence too. Mm -hmm. Like I have to be there. So that sometimes can be difficult, you know, especially when you're ripping and running. But these are things that I'm learning, bro. So the best advice I can give to you or anyone who's going to watch this is, yo, prioritize the people who are important to you. Because life is not guaranteed. Life is short, and people move in and out of your life, especially mm -hmm. in the spaces that we're in. Mm -hmm. And sometimes this shit is not friendly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this shit ain't friendly. So prioritize the people that mean the most to you. Make sure they understand that they are appreciated, that they are a priority, that they are loved, and that they have your full and undivided attention. Because if not, then your relationships are going to go sour, and, yeah. and it's going to wind up bad. You know, so and you don't want that, and especially if you love them like right. that, you don't want that. So make sure they're priority, man. Mm. You know, and that's just all for me. Moving on with my life mm. now, being single at forty-five and being back on the dating scene, like yo, I have to prioritize what's important. When it's business time, it's business time. When it's my children time, it's my children time. When I'm with the PYT, it's PYT time. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I gotta prioritize what's important at that moment and then move on to, move on to the next thing once that responsibility is done so that's the best advice i can mm. give you bro i love it bro thank you for that too because that, that was that was some real game and value from that and i'm prioritize gonna your woman bro yeah, i'm gonna take that with me <laughs> prioritize yeah. because you can't balance this shit, bro you like it's, it's impossible I'm it's impossible. Yeah, like you're no ripping balance. and running you're at the vest fest you're gonna go here you're gonna do this you gotta go interview this person yep. yeah bro you can't you can't please everybody. Nope. And it's when you're trying to grow and scale, and especially when you're in the public figure limelight, you need the relationships and you got to be in these rooms. It's hard sometimes to say no to the room. Yeah. It's hard, y'all. Like, because you want to get there. Yep. And you know if I'm here, it could be one relationship and then that can change the trajectory of my whole thing. So you're eager to get into that room. But then here home is... It's beefing with you. Exactly. It's beefing with you. <laughs> and it's like, because you're not really there no more. You're, you're moved here. Mm -hmm. Bro, I, yo, I could be on a whole relationship podcast right now. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, because the shit that That's I've real, learned real. in the last couple of years, and this is, I'll say this, because I know we got to wrap up soon. But when you go through, and everybody wants to be on social media, or influence and everything like that, I don't think you guys understand the sacrifice people are no, making. Facts. People don't understand what comes I don't think you understand. Fuck this money and all this other shit. The sacrifices that people are making right now to do the things that y'all love, to learn and everything like that, they're taking time away from the people that love them the most <laughs> to be able to provide the people that are strangers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's very draining. It's a lot of energy that comes with that. So... When you're out here trying to get into the space and you're That's trying so to scale, yo, you got to understand, it's going to come with some sacrifice. So the people that love you the most, you got to communicate it. I did not do a good job at that. And I'm being honest. I did not do a good job at that. 
I've learned now from that mistake. It's so much better now. My relationships with my children, mother, with my children is so much better, right? But it was a struggle. And it's a lot of it was due to everything that people see and love over me the last couple of years. A lot of it was hard for me to figure all of this thing out. Like, there's a lot. So. No, I get it. But now we here. I get it. <laughs> and, and life is good. I'm happier than the pig and shit. My family is happy than the pig and shit. They're living their life. They're happy. The communication is great. So you got to prioritize. You got to communicate. And you got to keep them first. Right, yeah. Main thing, the main thing. To keep the main thing, the main thing. You got to mm. keep the main thing, the main thing. And make sure if you got kids, make sure your children are. Make sure your children feel you, feel your presence, feel that you are there for them, that they are priority to you. Because sometimes it's easy for you as a person ripping and running to kind of lose sight of that too. Facts. It's easy to lose sight. We are human. We are human. We think we're doing for them, but in fact, we're hurting them. Because they just so want time. They, that's all they want. They don't care about none of this shit. Yeah. They don't care about none of this, bro. Like my kids could care less about any of this. They just want their dad. Exactly. That's all. But you think, yo, I'm doing this for you. Da, 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 da. In all actuality, they don't really want none of that. They just want you. So these are things I had to learn. And I'm telling all y'all this, this is probably the most transparent I've ever been about this particular stuff because I don't talk about my business or anything right. like that. But I'm telling y'all, like, you have to, as you grow in your brands, your businesses, entrepreneurship, Yo, and it's just not like your lovers or your spouse or your children. It's even like your sisters, your brothers, your mothers, your fathers, like whoever. Thanks. Your loved ones, your core. Your core. You got That's your foundation. You can't lose sight of your foundation because this world ain't friendly out here. That foundation is going to keep you grounded and keep you where you need to be. Prioritize your, your entire foundation, not just your spouse or your children, but that foundation and we all know who our foundation exactly. is exactly prioritize them mm, damn you man you can't wrap up better than that you i want to say thank you for because that was not only a lot of value to the listeners or watchers but to me that you just gave me a whole shit ton of value so i want to say i appreciate you for that man but before we wrap up i want you to plug in all your stuff let the people know where they can find you everything that you got going on plug that so people can keep it contact yeah, so um <clears throat> MG the Mortgage Guy. Um, you can catch me on Instagram, YouTube, Ranting Gems. You can download Ranting Gems on all podcasts, audio outlet outlets. Uh, rated five stars. Leave a review. Uh, where else? Um, I got a tour coming up. Masterclasses coming up. So you go to mgmasterclass.com. Get on the waiting list for your city coming soon. One and two day masterclasses. Uh, we're probably going to hit 10 to 15 cities over the next year. Uh, what else we got going on? Oh, if you want to apply for a loan with license in 21 states, uh, go to applywithmg.com. If you want to apply, obviously InvestFest. InvestFest, the biggest, the big, the biggest, the big, the in the biggest world. ever, the Super Bowl for hustlers. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, that's um, 2024. I need to see all of you guys there. Uh, go to investfest.com for more updates and follow Invest Festival on Instagram. And, um, yeah, just tap in, man. Tap in with me and uh, join those lives. And if you're looking to buy real estate, learn about real estate, invest in real estate, wherever you are, man, I'm here to help you achieve your real estate goals. Mm. So tap in. Tap in with my government. Y'all heard it. Y'all seen all the value that he just provided to the platform. So definitely tap in. And before we wrap up, you guys can find me on all platforms 
at official Xavier Miller. I'm also at the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. as YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere you can find podcasts. We there. And that's all I have for this episode of Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. See you guys next episode. Peace. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching Ain't no more excuses valid, get up off the couch and get up in your bag To your bank account, need an accountant Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every Every time you buy gas, use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.